Hi guys, it's Danny and Rob again, and in this episode we're going to be talking about a very, very uh, interesting and frequent question. How do I explain ADHD to non-ADHDers? Now, this question comes courtesy of one of our listeners. Um, thank you for the question. I'm going to keep you anonymous because I forgot to ask you if you wanted your name to be mentioned. But basically, they mentioned that they tried to explain their difficulties, their ADHD, to their significant other, who was quite dismissive of it. Or, you know, they they used that line, you know, the whole, everyone is a bit ADHD, you know, because everyone experiences these from things from time to time. So in this episode, Rob and I are just going to kind of like help you guys, you know, give you some tools to kind of explain ADHD to loved ones. Um, yeah, uh, Rob? Yeah, this is a question that I think everyone who gets diagnosed with ADHD encounters eventually. And unfortunately, it's something that's difficult to describe to people because it's not really something you can show. It's not a visual problem with someone. And the other problem is people really think or perceive this ADHD issue as some sort of failure of effort or you're just not Mm. trying hard enough or personal failure, a personal failure because it's so unclear to people who don't have ADHD why you just have trouble focusing or trouble with your memory or any of the other common ADHD symptoms. And so I, I just love that this question came up now because it's such a important thing for people to be able to explain properly and i think um danny you you uh you've what spent dozens of hours talking about this type of problem (laughs) every single second of my life for the past couple of years exactly so um so yeah why don't you get into it yeah 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 let me just jump right into it then um so um Okay, so just some general information. Um, So people with ADHD have executive dysfunction. Uh, Executive function, I think we explained in one of the previous episodes, it's basically like, uh, think about it, think about it as a, um, as a personal uh, assistant in your head who helps you manage your time, your memory, or rather they're supposed to, but for whatever reason, they, they're a bit clumsy for people with ADHD. They don't, they don't help out as much as they are they're supposed to. Um, and this is really difficult for people without ADHD, without executive dysfunction to kind of grasp because it's taken for granted um, in them. You know, so when when we struggle getting out of bed, even though, you know, we haven't eaten since morning and it's like 6 p.m., you know, you, you mentioned that to someone without ADHD, they'll be like, yeah, okay, why don't you just get up and do it? They, <laughs> they can't, they cannot, honestly, it's, and and you know when they don't understand because they use the word just you know why don't you just get up and do it it's so easy you... just focus yeah yeah just focus um, and the reason they struggle with it is because they take their executive uh, functioning skills for granted um, so obviously I mean you know we we have to give them some leeway you know because ignorance isn't a sin. And as I said, they don't experience it themselves. And how people relate to experiences is through their own experiences. So, you know, if someone came up to me and mentioned, you know, they, you know, they, they broke up with their significant other, 
uh, what I would do automatically, you know, it's not a conscious thing is, you know, it would, it would think it would help me. Okay. It would get me to think back to all the times that I've been dumped. Uh, <laughs> and you know, that, that would help me empathize. You know, it's like an automatic thing. You know, we, we relate to our own experiences. Um, so when we say, oh, you know, I have memory issues or, you know, I can't focus people think to their own experiences when they weren't able to focus or when they weren't able to uh, remember and they think, well, yeah, I've experienced that myself as well. I just tried There's, harder and it worked. Yeah, I just tried harder and it worked. And therefore, you should just try yeah. harder as well. But there is obviously a big difference, you know. Um, so there is scientific proof if you want to kind of send it to people. Like, you know, really throw it in their faces. Uh, there are MRI scans that show the difference between ADHD and non-ADHD brains. And recently, they've actually found genetic markers to ADHD. So yeah, you, you can Google those things and just kind of like, there's plenty of articles about them, just kind of like throw it at people's faces. Uh, you know, really <laughs> slap that across people's faces. Um, well, and- Sorry, Rob, no, we're, we're not stopping. Um, uh, yeah. There's like noise in the background. Of my microphone? Oh, never mind. That was my microphone. Um, Oh, okay. We don't have to, we we can just splice this together. Don't worry about it. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll kind of jump in into my uh, broken finger okay, analogy perfect. from here. <clears throat> um, so uh, an analogy that you can use. <clears throat> so an analogy that you can use to kind of get this across is what I call the broken finger analogy. I mean, why do I have to name on my analogies? <laughs> so it's um, two people say. Okay, you have two people. One of them has a broken finger. The other one has a paper cut. When both of those people talk about their, you know, their 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 injuries, both of them can say, "My finger injury," you know, "my my my wounded finger." But obviously, one is significantly more severe than the other. You know, even though both people could use, you know, injured finger, you know, because uh, a paper cut is still an injured finger. Um, they're obviously very different experiences, and one is significantly more severe than the other. What makes it ADHD versus, you know, just normal people having the difficulties is the severity and the length. People with ADHD struggle with their memory and their focus all the time, and it's quite severe. You know, so I I have very little memory of the first 20 years of my life. Um, you know, people might forget to take their keys once in a while, but, you know, they don't forget everything all the time. You know, that's a problem. Um, so yeah, just because we use the same words to describe similar experiences doesn't necessarily get across the severity of it. Well, and, and just to add on to that too, is this is why it's so annoying when people say something like, well, everyone's a little bit ADHD, or they say something like, well, I get ADHD sometimes too. It's like saying, oh, you get chronic executive dysfunction all the time too like it, it just doesn't yeah. really make sense because yeah yeah you can google and this and the, find the worst part is the it. worst part is the worst part is they don't even say adhd they say add which infuriates oh, yeah. me the add hasn't okay in the dsm at least add hasn't been used in the dsm for decades now legitimately decades yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's like, oh, it's, you know, like everyone's with Which ADD. just proves oh, that God. they're using the momentum yeah. of some archaic explanation as part of their sort of uh, 
to somehow counter what you're trying to explain to them, which is incredibly frustrating. Um, uh, Well, I love the broken finger analogy because it's like, yeah, you're in the same universe, I suppose, but there's a huge difference between a broken finger and a paper cut, right? Like one of the other ones I love, I, I just heard recently was it's, if if someone if someone has glasses right they they have something wrong with their eye and they need glasses to focus on certain distances and then you take their glasses away and you tell them just focus i don't need glasses yeah. just just focus what yeah. do you mean just just squint yeah. your eyes a little harder it's like yeah sure i guess maybe for some people they can just live a life where they're constantly squinting or whatever, but why wouldn't you just put glasses on? It's like, it's so frustrating to hear this type of, of thing. And I think when people, one of the problems with presenting evidence, like you could Google MRI scans, you could um, sh- show that there's research about genetic markers and you could use Danny's wonderful broken finger analogy. Um, <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, like one of the things Danny and myself were talking about before the podcast started was at the end of the day, it is very helpful to explain different analogies and, and present evidence and um, you know show people who are open-minded what ADHD really is. But there's also another component of that where at some point, you really don't have to prove yourself to other people. Yeah. It's not yeah. your yeah. responsibility for them yeah. to believe that you have ADHD. Yeah. Yeah, and and their belief doesn't necessarily no, their belief does nothing to you, you know. Even you know, it's not like oh, you you stop believing in ADHD or you don't believe in ADHD. Oh, okay, my ADHD is cured then, you know. It's like fine, don't believe it, you know. I'm I'm gonna, just going to be here suffering either way. Yeah. So you know, like what what do I what do I need? Why why should I spend hours and just a bunch of mental energy I don't have to to kind of like prove to you that my suffering exists? I don't have to prove anything to you. Uh, sorry, I, I don't know why I got a bit mad there for a second. This <laughs> um, well, is true, right? Like I, yeah, you know, when I, I I used to have a boss who I was open. I was oh, I've always been open about my ADHD, and he was trying his best to be uh, understanding about it. But I could always tell that he kind of didn't believe me, or he kind he was just he was always just that little bit skeptical. And it used to make me so mad that, that, that he just, I don't know if it, it was just a feel, I could feel that he was skeptical. And now looking back in hindsight, it just, it didn't matter. Like that no. guy had, didn't believe me because he was just a person who wasn't open-minded and, and just was living in a very different universe um, than a lot yeah. of people. And nothing that I would have said would have ever changed his mind. Now, that's yeah. totally in stark contrast to some of the other people that I've spoken to about this. Friends, family, peers, even my partner, who all I've gotten from them was was open-mindedness, understanding. And, and what the best part was is curiosity. When I explain this to people and, and they're close to me and then they ask me questions about like, oh, wait, hold on. So when X happens and then, then, then Y and then Z and then this is how you deal with interesting, you know, like that it's just a stark difference when you finally speak to someone who's who's really open and curious and, and wants to hear 
about your struggles and about what you're what you're uh, doing about and different solutions you're trying it's 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 a great feeling yeah 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 um yeah no uh the the thing you mentioned about the curiosity really got me thinking um yeah i mean no you you are right i haven't thought about that but that would be that would be like what true uh you know being supportive would be you know say say you're a friend and you find out that they're from a different culture um you know the bad thing would be to kind of treat them badly about it but the, the kind of like the natural or you know if they're your friend you you know you, you'd be curious be like oh okay how does that work tell me about it i like you you're my friend and this is your culture so i'm curious because as your friend i want to like talk to you about you know your unique experiences so yeah you are right i hadn't thought about that but yeah um curiosity is um you know it, it can come from a place of genuine compassion and interest and friendship and caring and all well that. it's the foundation of of understanding too like that ex boss that i was talking about if he had been much more curious about me we could have found a much better process for a couple of the different things that i was doing at that job and instead we it was just worse for everyone i was you know be faced with different things that i wasn't successful with and then because of that the company did a little bit worse and you know ultimately curiosity is how people start to understand each other and, and work together better, whether that's in a relationship or a friendship or a, a, you know, work situation. So, you know, I think we talked about this as well, Danny is if someone doesn't believe you, yes, show them the evidence and, and give them the analogies. But at the end of the day, if they still don't believe you, fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah. I mean, it's not your job. If they don't want to listen, fuck them. I mean, if if you know as you say no the, the curiosity thing was actually really interesting if they're curious out of genuine compassion uh, out of genuine interest then you know you try to explain it to them you know if they're saying okay like uh, can i you know like how does this work then um because you know i have i have lgbt friends and sometimes i get questions you know like oh how does that work and then i ask them and then they tell me because they have experiences that i don't understand or that i don't experience myself and therefore i don't understand uh, and then they answer as best as they can. And, uh, you know, it helps me understand. Um, so, yeah, if someone genuinely wants to know, you try to help them. Uh, and if they are being a dick about it, uh, fuck them. Uh, yeah, I mean, n- nothing else to it. Don't waste your energy. I mean, you know, who cares? You know, it's not like... It, 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 I mean, I know it can be... It can be kind of like, um, what's the term? Unvalidating. You know, it it can feel like someone is denying you your experiences or rather saying, I don't believe that you are suffering or I don't believe that you're experiencing these things. I know it can feel like that. But what does this matter if this random person uh, believes if you have ADHD or not? You know you have ADHD. You know you are struggling. Why does it matter if this random fucker cares or, you know, what he thinks, you know? Like, his opinions don't affect you. Yeah, exactly. Well, or, and, and, and if, well, <laughs> if they're fundamentally I mean, yeah. condescending about it, then that just speaks to their overall character in a much broader sense than just this one topic. Because if they're not willing yeah. to understand your ADHD, they're probably also hard-headed 
and close-minded about a vast array of other things in their life. And so yeah. it kind of it kind of shows you who they really are if they're not going to believe you about something like this that, that that you're telling them affects you in a huge way. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you're saying, "Oh, I'm in pain." And they're like, "Well, uh, no, you're you not. Know, I uh I've never experienced this pain or, oh, you know, like I've experienced this pain, but there's nothing I could handle it. You yeah. can handle it fine as well. And it's just like, n- no, not everyone has the same experiences. Not everyone thinks and ticks the same way. Um, sorry, uh, th- there's, a, there's, a, there's an expression uh, that I want to use. Um, it's, it's the second part to curiosity killed the cat. <laughs> do, do you know it? I don't know. Um, it? So it's curiosity killed the cat, but compassion brought it back, or something along those lines. <laughs> I've never heard uh, that I'm, one. Uh, yeah, so here we go. Curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. Because uh, you know, like I was gonna say, curiosity killed the cat, but I was just like, oh wait, no, that is a negative. <laughs> um, so it basically means that. Um, uh, let's see, proverb used to warn of dangers of unnecessary investigation. Um, but satisfaction brought it back. Sorry, go on, talk, talk. I'm just like reading. I'm trying uh, to think about randomly... how this how this analogy makes sense because if if it killed the cat, how is it anyway? Um... <laughs> no, I I think satisfaction refers to um, you know, kind of like oh, okay, you know, you know that experience. You know, like when you when when you're like curious about something, yeah. and then you look it up, and they were like, you, "Oh, okay." Yeah, you like, say, yeah, no, that it makes sense in that regard. I was just thinking about cats have yeah. nine lives. Is there like a math equation I have to do? Like, can you only be yeah, curious yeah, yeah. nine uh, times? Yeah, <laughs> apparently that's what it's about. Yeah, apparently that's what it was about. Yeah, uh, cats having nine lives. Uh, yeah, no, most of these expressions. I know we're kind of going off on tangents, but most of these expressions that are frequently used have a second part. So you know, it's like blood is thicker than water. And it sounds like, oh, you know, that means blood is more important than friendship or, you know, family. And no, that's actually not the full uh, expression. I think the correct expression is the blood of the covenant is thicker than the waters of the womb, which specifically means that friendship is stronger than (laughs) familial bonds. I don't know why. I have a lot of random information in my head. Yeah. Um, But there you go. I forgot what we were talking about. ADHD. (laughs) Yeah. So the, the conclusion here is... Um, there's a, there's a whole bunch of analogies you can use. Danny's used a lot of them. Um, I love the broken finger one. Um, there's evidence you can present. There's MRI scans you can Google. There's genetic markers that have uh, been found by researchers. There's just a whole... There's so many papers and so many academics and so many scientists doing a ton of work on ADHD and finding new things every day. So the evidence is there. And... The only thing you have to remember is if you are presenting evidence to someone, if you are using analogies to someone and they're curious about it and it helps you explain, then that's perfect. But at the end of the day, you don't have to prove your ADHD to someone. That's on them at that point for not believing you, for being closed-minded. You've done your job. You've done your duty of explaining it. So don't feel too bad if people aren't believing you. At the end of the day, you have control of your own life and you need to do the things that make you you feel better and make you more productive and make you um, overcome the challenges of ADHD. And if someone doesn't believe you or it's not really going to make a difference in your life anyway. Fuck them. So just fuck them. Fuck them. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there has to be a tagline. Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we wrap that up nicely. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. Uh, so if you have any them? more questions that you'd like us to answer on the podcast, please go to butthethingis.com and uh, you'll find an ask question button. Just mention that you want it to be on the podcast and whether or not we should use your name or keep you anonymous, doesn't matter. Um, and that's pretty much it. We're going to keep doing this. It's fun and um, people really seem to enjoy the, the Q&A part. Um, yeah. So please send yep. us any messages you have. Please send us any messages you have. Thanks to everyone who's messaged so far. And um, if you're listening on iTunes, please rate and uh, review us. Uh, it will help other people discover us as well. We just like telling people about ADHD. So thank you for that. Thank you for listening. And yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye.